We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Total Information AM on KMOX with Carol Daniel. I'm Tom Ackerman. News Literacy Week. Trust in news outlets at its lowest point in many years. That's according to ongoing studies by the Pew Research Center. But why is that? Well, that's why we bring in Julie Smith, author of Master of the Media, podcast host, author, and Webster University. And... What are the complaints, by the way, that people are having? That is uh, the biggest question right now. News coverage in the United States. I feel like we cover this every single day. What are people complaining about out there? Good morning. Good morning. Um, The main complaints about the news is that it's sensationalized. Because there's so much information out there, you have to kind of cut through the clutter to get people's attention. So one of the criticisms is that some news outlets tend to make stories, um, make mountains out of molehills just to try to keep people interested. Another complaint that people have is that um, news outlets aren't transparent. They don't really talk in detail about where the stories come from or how they choose to cover certain stories. There's also no context. And I blame television news for a lot of this because of the overemphasis on the visual will be shown really dramatic photos or videos without any historical context. So, like, we know that there's problems in the Middle East, but do we really, has anyone ever sat down and explained to us that it started thousands of years ago? So there's a lot of historical context that we don't hear, and yet, you know, our attention spans are short. We don't have enough time to, to, I know, to talk yeah, about no how time. the, you know, Abraham and the brothers and the Bible and how it all <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, let me, let, let's, let's do this then as well, because trust has, mistrust has been there for decades. And I think some people would would say when you ask how did this happen, that some might point to the late Rush Limbaugh as as one of those who started telling the people, trust me and the and the mainstream media. The drive by media. The drive by media. You know, that's that's when it really, really began. But Vietnam, the coverage of the Vietnam War might be a, a, a another moment in history. Well and that that was a watershed moment because what we were seeing on the television broadcasts of Vietnam was different than what the government was telling us. So that was that was one of the first times where we were like, oh, somebody's not giving us the truth. Right. And I think that one of the reasons that trust is at an all-time low is that we are um, in a real phase of what we call audience fragmentation. There's There's very few news media or media events in general besides the Super Bowl that every single person consumes at the same time live. 
And so I, you know, you, you could blame the cable news channels for that. You could blame the internet. You can blame smartphones, social media platforms, but also just how we define news. I think everyone has very different opinions about what that is now because we're getting so much information from people that aren't really journalists. Let's set some news literacy goals, shall we? Let's do. I, I think it's important. Yeah, you, you, let, let's do four, four of them. Okay. Although you have five. I do. You do have five? <laughs> yeah, she's got five. I thought you had four. <laughs> Didn't we just say it was going to be four? Oh, well, then, well, then she said because you were eating this candy she brought in here. Oh, wait a minute. You were eating the candy. <laughs> They're ganging up on me, people. Okay, here are the goals. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> to recognize the difference between real journalism and other information. To recognize the difference between news and opinion. And this is a toughie because in a newspaper, you know, news that's printed on dead tree, right? It says at the top, opinion. Mm -hmm. Nothing like that really exists on Internet platforms or television programs. And they have so many hours to fill of news. So they'll fill with talking heads that present themselves as reporters, but they're really opinion pieces. And I will just make the point that I remember someone telling me that they thought that one of our former talk show hosts here was a journalist and they were listening to the news when his show was on. See, there you go. And I said, he's a talk show host. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you got to feed the machine. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, they didn't know the difference. It's also important that we understand the difference between assertion and verification and evidence and inference. And those are gray areas for a lot of people, and it takes time, so that's a challenge. But one of the biggest goals for news literacy is to look for evidence and reliability. Do people put their name on stories? Do people include links to further information, et cetera? And we also have to recognize the source and audience bias. And, and bias does exist because stories are created by humans and we all have baggage that we bring to the experience. But we also have to recognize our own audience bias at, at the same time. So there's a lot of goals media literacy for news literacy, and some of them are a lot easier than others. So the consumer has to recognize their own bias or the journalist has to recognize or we all <laughs> we all have to see and, all of the above. And, you know, we we can't we have to be really careful when we're talking about this because it's it's challenging. Like the onus is on us as consumers to be really smart and verify the information and understand where our where our information is coming from. And a lot of people just don't want to do that. It's hard. It takes time. Does it matter if you're consuming local or national? Does one uh, go a little bit harder than the other when it comes to fragmenting the audience? No, I think that local does a much better job of reaching uh, their wider community than national news does. Uh, national news is going to go for more of narrow casting rather than broadcasting. They're going to go for the audience that really likes their message as opposed to the widest possible audience. As a journalist, I, 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 I feel responsible, right? I mm -hmm. feel responsible to get the facts right. I, I, I will never forget one time the – this has happened more than once, I will admit, that you know we report hourly that the Dow is up or down. And I said it was up and it was actually down or it was down and it was actually – something like that. Right. And I was mortified, just mortified because people – these are people's – this is their investments. This is people pay, are paying attention. But see, you're a pro. You're a pro. And there's a difference because so much of the information that we consume now is created in people's basements or on server farms or in, you know, server farms in the former Soviet Union. We 
we have to recognize that so much of the information we consume is not produced by people with journalism backgrounds. That makes it very frustrating. Well, especially it's dangerous, especially. Actually. Yeah, it is very dangerous. And especially it's frustrating because you put so much effort into the stories that you share because, you know, your name is attached. And that's a really big deal. If you're consuming information and the source of that information won't bother to put their name on it, that's a red flag. So the difference between us and them, it, we do have professionals and we're journalists, but we'll be held accountable. I mean, if we're not undefeated when it comes to being correct on stories, right. we'll get crushed. Right, because you are a publisher. You're not a platform. So Section 230 of the Communications Act of 1996 was included to absolve social media platforms from being liable to anything posted on them by a third party. Mm. So yeah. they're platforms. You guys are a publisher. So you are liable, but Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, they are not. I think this is all a stew. We talk about bullying online. And um, as we talk about media literacy online, the ability of the individual to stand strong, mm-hmm. to be smart, to be aware, to be unaffected by lies by untruths, by... Or, all, even, re- or even recognize that their lies are untruths. Or, or recognize yeah. that. Um, a, it, this is a difficult... It's a stew of, of mess. <laughs> it is, but these skills are 21st century survival skills because we're consuming... The average American now consumes between 11 and 12 hours of electronic mass media a day. So we need to help people understand the role that these messages play in their lives and, and how these messages not only define the rest of the world for us, but help us define ourselves as well. It's, it's made us tribal. Oh, absolutely. You know, we're definitely in our, in our camps, in our tribes, and not talking to one another in, in the echo chambers. And that's, the, that's a part of the danger. Absolutely. Because we can't solve broader issues. Uh, if you of, think the other side is crazy. <laughs> or, 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 as someone said to me once, evil. Really? Yeah, someone said that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, the the business side is definitely working for a lot of these news outlets, but sadly, the, the truth is sometimes the victim there. Uh, on that note, before we go, what are your what is your number one goal? I mean, you do this for a living. So, what's next for you? What do you con- continue to pursue? Um, my number one goal is to be in sales for media literacy and news literacy, and to talk to anybody who's willing to listen about how important it is. Um, you talk to a lot of parents, don't you? I do. I talk to parent groups. I talk to student groups. I talk to teachers, um, even some businesses who are interested in trying to figure out what information is real because, you know, they can make a lot of bad decisions based on bad information. So it's it's just um, my goal is to just have as many people be smart consumers of the media they, as much as possible. I think you have a goal to change, maybe change us, too, which is it's not a bad thing. Or change myself in the process. I learned so much learn so much. It's it's fascinating. And that's what's fun about people in my field because the media changes every day. Every day. Every day. So it's it's not like teaching math. You know, we're teaching something. I, we have to update our material all the time because it's constantly changing. And that's what keeps it interesting, but also keeps it relevant. Well, thank you for the work you do. Well, you thank get, you for you, having me. You have your work cut out for you. <laughs> a lot of respect. You got a job. Sure. You got a job for a long time, <laughs> Julie Smith. The ever-changing world of media. Julie Smith with us in studio. Thank you again. Oh, you bet, you guys. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.